What's going on? Lucas from the Fantasy Football Fellas here with y'all today. Uh, just me on the podcast again. The fellas, Tyler and Cameron, just turned it over to me again on a Friday. I said, it's all yours, man. You did so good on the Friday episode last week that we want you to take it over permanently. No, that's not what they said. Um, nor is that what's going to be happening. Uh, Cameron got stuck at student teacher conferences again this week. Uh, just the bane of his existence right now. So uh, thankfully next week, it should be Tyler and Cameron back to the normal Friday podcast. Uh, but for now, you got to deal with me. got to deal with me on a Friday and a Saturday because we got our start set episode coming out tomorrow as well. Uh, if you are just tuning in for the, for the first time now, this is your first episode. Um, we have three episodes that come out during the week. We have a Wednesday episode, we have a Friday episode, and we now have a Saturday episode, uh, which is solely done by me. I'm not able to make it with the guys during the week uh, due to my schedule. So I do a start sit Saturday episode, players you should start this week, players you should sit this week. Uh, That was a lot of fun to do last week. So I'm looking forward to that again. Comes out tomorrow. Again, hope y'all have been having a great week up to this point. Um, goodness, my cat is like off to the side here and she's like trying to jump up in front of me, like on my lap. Uh, and I have to like keep pushing a chair away because she wants attention. I'm not going to give it to her because I'm recording. Cat, I'm recording a podcast. Get lost. King, I love my cat. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, this episode, we're going to do week five preview all the matchups that are coming up this week. Uh, and we're also going to do a Thursday night football recap since we're recording on Friday, have the ability to actually do um, a Thursday night football recap of the Rams and the Seahawks, which the Rams won 26 to 17. Uh, and we'll start off with uh, kind of the big headline, if you will, um, in that if you held on to Robert Woods, you kept the faith. You started him. You were handsomely rewarded with 27 fantasy points last night. That's 12 receptions on 14 targets for 150 yards. We started seeing dissatisfaction with Robert Woods' role in the offense, grumbled a little bit about it, and, uh, man, squeaky wheel got the grease. Robert Woods had himself a game last night. Uh, and Cooper Cup had himself a decent night, too. Um, seven receptions on 10 targets for 92 yards. That was good for 16.2 fantasy points. Um, not going to complain about that, right? Not his 30-point explosions for the first from the first couple of weeks, excuse me. But um, all in all, you were fairly satisfied with 16.2 fantasy points. So you wish you would have had the touchdown that went to Tyler Higbee, but um, I think um, I'll take that line, you know, eight days, uh, not eight days a week, eight out of 10 times. Goodness. If there are eight days in a week, I wouldn't take it that many times, but eight out of 10 times I would take that. Uh, Matthew Stafford as well. Um, saw some the ball around a little bit, but his line was a little bit to be desired of, right? Um, solid line touchdown and an interception, but that doesn't bode well for fantasy, right? Uh, if you throw less than two touchdowns in a game, uh, it's really tough to be fantasy relevant. You better hope you're Tom Brady and Huckin, you know, for 432 yards, right? Um, <laughs> so NFL, NFL-wise, Matt Stafford had solid line, right? Um, but you were left wanting more for your fantasy team, even with the 365 yards he threw uh, against Seattle. Uh, and lastly, uh, Daryl Henderson, uh, he's actually, I'm going to spoil this for tomorrow. He's on, uh, he was on our stardom picks for this week. Um, hopefully you saw that on TikTok. If you follow us there and you, um, found your way over to our podcast from there. Welcome. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, we had Daryl Henderson as a must start this week. Uh, went for 82 yards on 17 attempts plus a touchdown. And boy, was I sweating when he went out with injury, uh, at the end of the first half. Cause, uh, man, I was thinking that pick was going to look awful. I was going to look like an idiot. And the people on TikTok were not going to let me hear the end of it. But came back 82 yards. The touchdown, 16.9 fantasy points last night. But here's the one thing I'm still not fully understanding with, with the Rams. Why, why are they having Jalen Ramsey shadow far less frequently this year? I don't, I don't quite understand that. 
Because I get, look, I get you want Jalen Ramsey in on every single play. I get you want him um, near the action, uh, getting as many tackles as possible. He's a dynamic player. You want him involved with your defense as much as possible. But that man is DK Metcalf's kryptonite. DK was averaging 52 yards of receiving per game, four receptions, uh, a quarter of a touchdown. DK Metcalf played the Rams four times up to this point, um, right? His two seasons in the NFL, they're in the same division four times. Um, 52 yards, only four receptions a game, but only 52 yards receiving a game, four receptions a game, and not even a full touchdown a game. Like Jalen Ramsey has been DK Metcalf's kryptonite, but they don't shadow DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf explodes for 26 fantasy points, okay? But on five receptions, how can you let a man go nuts like that on five receptions? He had 98 yards and two touchdowns to go with it, right? But and, and obviously that helps out your line. But man, if you're if you're the Rams and you know that Jalen Ramsey has shut down the best Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, why are you not having him shadow him? I I, I don't get it. I know they have a new defense coordinator. I get it. I get there's different things there, but I just don't understand why DK Metcalf or why uh, Jalen Ramsey isn't shadowing wide receiver once as much as here. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, uh, the Rams are fine. They're an explosive and dynamic team. Sure. Yeah, that, that's fine. I, I should probably just shut up, but still, uh, this is where teams are going to be. If Jalen Ramsey doesn't shadow, you're going to get to playoff times and you're going to face these stud wide receivers. Jalen Ramsey should be shadowing these guys more to shut them down and shut down the opponent's passing attack. If that's what they're good at, which is what Seattle was going to be doing because they were without Chris Carson last night. All right, enough of my rant on DK Metcalf. Uh, Tyler Lockett's final line, um, far from desirable, right? After his two explosions the first couple of weeks, now, you know, back-to-back, pretty uh, disappointing. Back-to-back-to-back, pretty disappointing performances. Um, But here's the thing. His line could have been so much more, and he showed you why he's still worth being in your lineup every single week, even if he doesn't pan out, okay? Uh, One, he had a touchdown called back, okay? Um, That's six points right there, plus whatever the yardage was. I don't remember what the exact yardage was, but he had a touchdown called back. That's six points for sure. That puts you at 16 points. Uh, Tyler Lockett also had a pass interference call that took away a 50-yard reception. Uh, that's six more points. You're up to 22 points. Uh, and on the play that Russ tore the tendon in his finger, um, was going to lock it on a 50-yard bomb. Okay. Completes that with Lockett. That's another six points. That's 28 fantasy points. Okay. There was there were at least 18 points left on the board for Tyler Lockett just because a pass interference, a touchdown called back, and uh, Aaron Donald being all up in Russell Wilson's face, which isn't uncommon. But point being, you see 10 points and you just want to chuck your phone through a wall because why 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 did I just try the Tyler Lockett this year? It's because he has the potential to put up 30 every single game. Cars just didn't fall last night. A couple of different mishaps and. Things just didn't pan out right for him. So far from desirable, but I still think Tyler Lockett should be in your lineup every single week. So that leaves the elephant in the room from last night, and that's Russell Wilson. Um, that finger does not look good, right? <laughs> like his finger, straight up, it's the third finger. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but essentially the tip of the finger is just like, if you're if you're watching on YouTube right now, it's just like bent down, okay? Like, like Russell Wilson's like top finger is just like bent down permanently. I can't even do it, right? My finger doesn't even operate in that way. I just look like a dummy playing with my finger right now on the screen, right? But that's how Russell Wilson's finger looks. I finally got it to say. It, it's just straight down, right? Uh, it does not look good. And so I was listening to Stefani Bell over at ESPN kind of give the injury update on this. And she was saying that typically this, the injury that Russ has with his finger takes six to eight weeks to heal by splinting it. So it's not like he can just kind of go out there, right? Like throw some tape on it and, you know, tape it to, you know, his, his ring finger or anything and go out and, and uh, chuck the football around. No, like this thing like requires a big old bulky splint on it. Like he might not be able to play for the next few weeks. But here's the thing. Russ is tough, man. Okay. Russ is so tough. He's got that starting streak going for consecutive starts as quarterback. I don't remember what the exact number is. I want to say it's over a hundred, but don't take my word on that. Cause I actually think that's wrong. Um, whatever it is, he's, he's tough. Okay. And I don't remember what year this was. He sprained his name to MCL went out the week after and played on one knee, right? Like Russ should not have been playing. So this is a major wait and see situation with Russ. Okay. Um, make sure you have a backup 
in line. You have him locked and ready to go. Honestly, you want to know my pick who your backup should be? Trey Lance because he's still available in so many leagues. I don't know what the exact percentage is. Actually, I'm going to go look on ESPN right now and see what the percentage of uh, leagues he's owned in. Give me a few minutes. He's on. I have him on so many rosters this year because I love Trey Lance. We'll get to Trey Lance later in the episode. Oh, baby. I got a whole segment planned out for Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance currently owned in only, oh, God, he's only owned in 31.6% of leagues in ESPN. Go roster that man right now. I Look, I don't care if you don't believe in having two quarterbacks. Oh, my goodness. I, I got to say this. We're on Russell Wilson. We're on Russell Wilson. If you have Russell Wilson on your team, go pick up Trey Lance right now. <laughs> have him ready as your backup option. Okay. Uh, have him ready, locked, and ready to go as your backup. So, anyways, that that covers Thursday Night Football for us. Let's blast through all the Sunday matchups. And I'm even going to try and make this shorter than last week. Okay. And I'm going to try and make it more fantasy relevant. Because as I was listening back on last week, I kind of realized I was just kind of pointing out at, like NFL things I was hoping to see not necessarily what the fantasy relevance of it all could be. I was just kind of blowing through like, yeah, sir, Jonathan Taylor, the Dolphins suck at stopping and run. Um, but that really didn't give you any insight for fantasy other than, okay, I guess I should start Jonathan Taylor. Um, so here's my goal is give us as short and concise of information as possible today, but also keeping it fantasy relevant. So let's start with the game over the pond. Early on Sunday morning, it'll be airing. Justin Falcons playing over in London. Uh, we'll start with the Falcons on this, actually. Here's the thing, okay? Calvin Ridley's out. Didn't travel with the team due to personal issues and personal reasons, whatever whatever it was. I'm not going to speculate on that. Don't desire to speculate on that. No Russell Gage either. Um, I mean, not that Russell – I mean, Russell Gage has been out for, what, this will be his fourth week out now, and he really didn't do anything week one, so whatever. Um, I guess the point that I'm trying to make by saying that is – Olamide Zacchaeus is wide receiver one for Atlanta now, which should mean we finally get the breakout game from Pile Pitts. Wow. <laughs> Pile Pitts. Where's my editor? Cut it out. <laughs> Cut that part out. Kyle Pitts. That should mean more Kyle Pitts. But it's not going to surprise me when we get another massive Cordero Patterson game. Because let's be honest, that dude, he's rostered as a running back, listed as a running back on the depth chart. But man, is playing like a wide receiver. I think we get another massive Cordero Patterson game without Calvin Ridley. I really hope it's Kyle Pitts' breakout game. I really do. But again, this Jets team is still so good against wide receivers. They're still so bad against the run, okay? I'm not telling you this could be a great game for Mike Davis uh, because uh, who do they activate recently? Uh, he was in San Francisco. Um, oh, gosh, I can... Names on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember who it is. Um, oh, wow, that's really frustrating. Anyways, their backup was just activated from injury now, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. Wayne Gallman, that's who it is. Wayne Gallman, <laughs> not, San, not San Francisco. He was with San Francisco originally. San Francisco let go of him this year. Now he's in Atlanta. So Wayne Gallman got activated. <laughs> uh, he might see a little bit of work from – uh, Mike Davis, but Mike Davis, 13 rushes, 14 yards last week. That was so bad. <laughs> that was so bad. So I don't know. I'm avoiding Falcons players this week. Honestly, I don't, uh, Cordero Patterson's the only one you can lock into your lineup. I'll, I'll put it like that. Cordero Patterson has to be a flex play in your lineup this week. In terms of the jets, uh, how about a big game for Zach Wilson this week? Uh, the only QB that didn't put up 27 plus fantasy points in Atlanta was Daniel Jones. And he had zero passing touchdowns. Okay. So keep if Daniel Jones had one passing touchdown, uh, would have been up to uh, 21 fantasy points. Daniel Jones has two passing touchdowns, 25 fantasy points. Okay. You see what I mean, right? Like, like two touchdowns is typically kind of the threshold to push you over 20 points in most cases. Um, I'm expecting Zach Wilson to throw a couple touchdowns this game. Okay. Um, Honestly, if we see a 22, 23 point game performance from Zach Wilson this week, I'm not going to be surprised because this Atlanta secondary is, excuse me, is that Atlanta secondary is so bad. They've been awful this year. So that means fire up Corey Davis, fire up James Crowder. They're going to be the biggest beneficiaries of uh, the Zach Wilson attack, the Zach attack this week. Uh, if I'm going to pick this game, I'm going to pick the Jets over the Falcons. Um, mostly because I just have no faith in the Falcons without any of their weapons 
uh, well, any other weapons being Calvin Ridley. Uh, I'd rather not bet on Matt Ryan. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Jets, uh, who've been really sound in the secondary over the Falcons this week. We got the Patriots and Texans. I'm convinced, like every week, I'm gonna end up getting a sound effect um, that's just gonna end up being. <laughs> this matchup is this week's blah, game of the week. Uh, last week it was Colts and Dolphins. Didn't want to even pick that one. Didn't even want to try and predict what was going to happen uh, other than Jonathan Taylor, you know, having his bounce back game, which he did. Uh, but this is, this is just a game where it's like, I, there's not much to talk about here. Damian Harris. Sure. Um, I think the thing I'm looking for there is he's going to need 20 plus touches to be a top 25 running back this week. Cause this Texans run defense is really bad. Uh, so I think Damian Harris is going to finish as a top 25 running back this week. Um, it's a perfect matchup to get by, back on track for him. But even when he had his 11 fantasy points week one, he did it on 23 attempts. Granted, he had 13 fantasy points in week two and 16 attempts. But regardless, regardless, is he going to need 20 attempts to get north of that you know, top 25 range? Um, which he might, honestly. I don't like that. Um, I think he has a big game. Though. I bet he finds the end zone this game. Um, I would bank on Damian Harris for a, a 15 fantasy point week, um, getting him right back on track. Uh, with the Texans, uh, I think the thing I'm looking for here is, I mean, Brandon Cooks is the only guy worth watching on the Texans right now, okay? Um, look, Davis Mills is a rookie quarterback. Um, Bill Belichick loves to feast on rookie quarterbacks. We saw that was Zach Wilson already. Uh, look, is Brandon Cooks going to be okay to be in your starting lineup this week? And I don't know if he is. Honestly, sorry if you can hear my cat meowing. She's just being a little, little, little pain in my rear right now, trying to get all the attention as I'm recording a podcast. I'm recording a podcast, kitty cat. I'm recording a podcast. So I'm getting really distracting now. Um, <laughs> look, I, I think you have to put Brandon Cooks in your lineup this week because he has been that productive for fantasy this year, and he's going to get the lion's share of the targets. There's no one else worth throwing to. They just released Anthony Miller from the Texans. Okay. If they're going to throw the football, it's going to go to Brandon Cook. I just don't know how well, how, how effective he's going to be this game because Bill Belichick is probably going to terrorize Davis Mills again. So uh, I'm taking the Patriots in this game. No question. Um, I don't know if you could pick the Texans in any game this year, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. So uh, give me the Patriots over the Texans this week. Looking at Damian Harris, you can definitely fire him up. Also uh, Patriots wide receivers. I didn't write this down. Uh, Jacoby Meyer should be a, a fairly good start this week. Uh, I would trust him in your starting lineup. Um, maybe a little Nelson Aguilar, uh, but Jacoby Myers is absolutely the one wide receiver um, you should have in your starting lineup this week from the Patriots. Next, we get on to the Lions and the Vikings. And he, <laughs> I need to take a moment to like, I need y'all to give me some props, okay? Because I, the thing I was watching for, for the Lions last week, I spoke that stupid thing into existence. Swift had more snaps than Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams got more work than DeAndre Swift, okay? Like, <laughs> I spoke it into existence. All I had to do was say something. Of course it happens. <laughs> so, so what Lions backfield are we going to get this week? I'm going to guess it's a big receiving workload for Swift this week because essentially – that Lions O-line, which is already bad, is depleted now. As Penny Sewell is out, I'm expecting it to be uh, a lot of pressure off the line from the Vikings, Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin. Uh, you get the linebackers in there too. Look, I, they're going to be terrorizing Jared Goff. He's not going to have much time to throw the football. So it's going to be the quick dump offs like we saw in week one against San Francisco, um, where DeAndre Swift could have himself a massive game. He has top 10 upside this week. You have to start him in your lineup. Uh, Jamal Williams, I'm... I'm Probably going to fade a little bit this week. Um, I don't think you can bank on, you know, 22 points like you did week one, right? Um, but uh, 25 points, excuse me. I did him a disservice, cheated him three points. But uh, all that to say, um, I do Swift has to be in your lineup this week, 100%, no questions asked. Um, the, with the Vikings, look, I want to see Kirk Cousins, the Lions slayer again. Last season, a combined seven touchdowns and 55 fantasy points against the Lions, okay? You're starting Thielen, you're starting Jefferson, you're obviously starting Dalvin Cook. I have Kirk as a must-start this week. I think he could slide into the top 10 quarterbacks. He's been playing super well up till last week, right? And that Browns defense is just terrorizing opposing QBs, okay? Um, I'm, I'm in on Kirk Cousins this week. I think he has another big week. 
uh, north of 20 fantasy points for sure. I think you can lock that in. Um, now, Kirk over Zach Wilson. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm trying to, I'm not trying to say. Zach Wilson can outscore Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins, uh, big week coming up. I'm looking for that. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings in this game. Uh, the Lions, look, the Lions are feisty. They're playing with a lot of grip, but I, I just don't don't know if I can I, – I, I the Vikings are too good, okay? They've been – they've gotten robbed. They could be – they should have two extra wins under their belt, but they don't because I, I can't get off ranching right now as a Vikings fan. I just can't. So give me the Vikings over the Lions this week with uh, DeAndre Swift having a big game and Kirk Cousins also having a big game. Let's move on to the Eagles and the Panthers this week. Uh, the Eagles, uh, look, how bad is Miles Sanders going to be this week? <laughs> I have to start with it, okay? We're, we're, we're an anti-Miles Sanders for fantasy football podcast, okay? <laughs> I had to start with it. No, um, that's not what I'm watching for. Uh, I want Jalen Hurts, dude. He's so much fun to watch. He's been great outside of his one game against Dallas, right? Where most of his fantasy points came in garbage time. Uh, look, he's been, he's been so good this year, especially for fantasy football. Um, I mean, this week, right? A little bit of a more difficult matchup against the Panthers, uh, who have been really good on defense this year. Um, but look, he's currently quarterback four. He's had a top 10 performance every single week this season. I bet he does it again this week. I think he puts up another top 10 performance. Um, Jalen Hurts, I think, is you, ha- you have to start him. If you have Jalen Hurts in your league, you have to start him. He has been too good to sit right now. So, um, yeah, I'm looking for Jalen Hurts to have another, another top 10 fantasy performance this week. Uh, with the Panthers, look, they, they might be getting Christian McCaffrey back this week. Matt Rule said he looked real good earlier after practice this week, and Christian McCaffrey says he feels great. Um, real shot he plays on Sunday. So if Christian McCaffrey plays on Sunday, right, you're obviously locking him into your lineup, but how does that impact Sam Darnold's value? He's been playing, well, he's been playing his tail off. But you got to assume his rushing value goes down, right? He's not going to continuously rush for touchdowns. Those are going to be Christian McCaffrey's. But if Chris McCaffrey doesn't end up playing, they end up, you know, choosing to be more conservative for the long haul of the season. They're a good team right now. They have a chance to make the playoffs. If he doesn't play, can Sam Darnold keep it up? Which I think he may be able to. This defense, this Eagles defense has shown it has holes after a couple strong uh, first couple of weeks here. Um, but look, can, can Sam Darnold keep up his, his strong play? I think that's what I'm looking for. You're obviously starting DJ Moore. Uh, I really, really, really hope this is Robbie Anderson's breakout week because if 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 it's not, it's Dumpsville for Robbie Anderson. Dumpsville, I still have from ESPN. I can't say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can break up with Robbie Anderson after this week. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> you can break up. You can you can uh, drop Robbie Anderson after this week if if he doesn't show out. If he has another one of his dud weeks, I think it's totally fair to consider dropping him at that point. So um, obviously, Chris McCaffrey playing, you're starting him. Sam Darnold, I don't know if he's a must-start this week. Um, I might cool my Jets just a little bit. I'm trying to force him into your lineup, but uh, you're, you're locking DJ Moore. And, uh, you look, you can't start Robbie Anderson until he proves that he actually has weekly value, which he doesn't right now. So that brings us on to the Saints against the Washington football team. And here's the thing with the Saints. Oh, I didn't pick last game. Uh, give me the Panthers. I'm going to take the Panthers over the Eagles. Um, now on to the Saints and, and the Washington football team. Look, the thing with the Saints is I really think Sean Payton is smart enough to get Alvin Kamara more involved in the passing game. Alvin Kamara's involvement in the passing game has been disappointing this year, right? That's what we've been missing in all PPR formats. That number three pick, number two pick maybe, even though he spent on Alvin Kamara, it's not paying off right now because he's just not involved in the passing game. And so I want to trust that Sean Payton's going to get him more involved. But I just don't know. I just don't know, right? Because it's not Drew Brees. This is a whole, Jameis Winston is not Drew Brees. So they're going to tailor the offense a little bit differently. But I, I just, it's so frustrating. I'm glad I don't have Alvin Kamara in any, in any leagues this year. Um, man, I would have loved to, but Oh, I, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating knowing what Alvin Kamara's fantasy football potential is and not being able to get it because they just don't want, they're, they're just not using him in the passing game. And I talked about Jameis earlier, like this is a great matchup against Washington because Washington hasn't been able to stop Jack squat this year. 
if I let my cat loose on him, they wouldn't be able to stop her. You can't trust Jameis in any format, though. Because now Taysom Hill has taken touchdowns. He outscored Jameis Winston last week. Taysom Hill had 18.8 fantasy points. Jameis Winston had 13. Alvin Kamara is the only Saints player you're starting. And that's the end of the story. But even then, you're longing for so much more from Alvin Kamara. That brings us to Washington then. And everybody on Washington is a toss-up because this again goes with the Saints. We don't know what kind of defense we're going to get from them. One week they've been stellar. They're great. Um, they're awesome. They're, they're putting, putting a stop week one, right? Then there's other weeks where it's like they just can't stop. And Danny Dimes threw up, threw up 28 on them, 27 on them. I... I don't know. Look, you're for sure starting Terry McLaurin because you spent the capital on him. Uh, and let's be real. You're not going to bench your wide receiver one or two. Okay. He's in your starting lineup and same with Antonio Gibson. You spent high draft capital on him. You're not just going to go ahead and bench him. And frankly, I don't know how many better options there are out there this week that can give you the same upside as Antonio Gibson. Um, I think you have to start him still. Wouldn't be worried about getting Taylor Heineke into your lineup or Curtis Samuel. I, we just don't know what Saints defense we're going to get, so I wouldn't try and force any other Washington, or Washington football team players into your lineups. I'm going to pick this game. Shoot, man. I this, this also feels like a very mad game, but this is just more so like I just don't want to pick it because I really don't know who's going to win. Um, man, give me Washington. I'll take Washington over the Saints. Um, I just, I, there's so much uncertainty with the Saints here. Um, and I, I trust the, the talent more with, with Washington. I think I'd, I'd rather bank on Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson. And Heineke has been outplaying Jameis Winston up to this point, right? So uh, I'll take, I'll take Washington over, over the Saints this week. Moves us on to the Titans and the Jaguars. Uh, Tannehill's getting AJ Brown back this week. Whoop de do uh, as an AJ Brown. Uh, manager in Dynasty Startup that I'm in. Now this makes me happy because <laughs> I really need AJ Brown back. Um, so he's in. Julio Jones is out. Uh, I don't think Tannehill's a top 12 play this week, though. Um, I, I mean, his value goes up, right? I had him closer to like 15, 16 again this week. I think he's closer to that 13, 14 range now. I don't think he's a top 10 play or a top 12 play. I don't think you have to lock him in. Um, if you, if you want to have, if you want to do another streaming option, Kirk Cousins, right? He's a great option this week. You could start ahead of Tannehill. Um, but his value absolutely goes up now that A.J. Brown's back. Um, should be uh, – A.J. Brown's starting. you got to put him in your lineup. He's one of your best wide receivers. Lock him up for this week. In terms of Jaguars, I – look, I want them to start heavily utilizing James Robinson still, or I want them to continue doing that, Okay. Because he's torn up the Cardinals and the Bengals the past two weeks, right? At least 75 rushing yards in both of those games, a touchdown at least in both of those games as well. And with DJ Chark out for the year, right? Like we've talked about LaVisca and Marvin Jones getting a bump in value, right? I think you can start LaVisca with confidence this week. He's in for he's in for a big week. Uh, Marvin Jones, uh, you can flex him if you want to. Um, I think I'd rather have LaVisca over Marvin Jones this week, but uh, I think Marvin Jones still might be the favorite. So, um, uh, actually, you know what? I lied. I would take Marvin Jones over LaVisca this week, but both, both can be flexed for sure. Um, but here's the thing I'm wondering. I wonder if James Robinson is sneakily the most benefited from DJ Chark being out for the year now. I wonder if this just forces them to be like, okay, so who's our best player now? I mean, not that DJ Chark was your best player, but like we're down one of our better players. Okay. We're down one of our more talented players. Who do we want to give more touches to? And I hope they see that James Robinson is probably the best guy they got on their roster right now. He's the most hot, at least. Okay. He's been he's been tearing it up. So I wonder, I wonder if we see James Robinson kind of kind of sneaking at more touches this week. Uh, and he actually benefits the most from the absence of DJ Chark. Um to pick the game, Titans, Titans over the Jaguars. That Jaguars, I don't even touch on all the off-field issues the Jaguars have right now and that news that came out this week. So uh, give me the Titans, Titans over the Jaguars. Don't need to discuss that one any further. Move on to the Dolphins and the Buccaneers. The, I despise the Dolphins, okay? I despise them. 
the only dolphin I'm even considering putting in my lineup this week is Mike Kosecki. And that's just because of a lack of depth at the tight end position in fantasy. And Mike Kosicki hasn't even been playing tight end. Okay, he's been lined up out wide. He's been playing a wide receiver on that team. And this is just, look, it's going to be an ugly game for the Dolphins, okay? The Bucs are just going to have their way with Miami. I'm, I'm not starting any Dolphins player. If you want to start Mike Kosicki, go for it. I think you kind of have to with how well he's been playing. And they're going to have to pass to keep up with Tampa. I'm not starting any Dolphins players. That that team is just a putrid mess right now. And I'm avoiding all those players. In terms of the Buccaneers, uh, how about Leonard Fournette? I want him to separate himself from Ronald Jones this week. So Leonard Fournette, if you're listening to this, Bruce Arians, if you're listening to this, I know you're not, but bear with me here. I want to see the game where Leonard Fournette finally puts up 20-plus fantasy points and Ronald Jones only puts up five. I want to see that distinction finally, okay? We almost had it last week because if Fournette got that touchdown instead of Ronald Jones, oh, man, we're talking a whole... The narrative this week is that you don't have to roster Ronald Jones anymore. I mean, granted, he's not owned in many leagues anyway, so to begin with, that's kind of a dumb statement that I just made, but... Like, I want to see that separation. I don't want any more games where Leonard Fournette puts up 12 points, but Rojo puts up seven. I want, I want Fournette to put up 18 and Rojo to put up three. I want them to start separating themselves. I want Fournette to get the jump ahead of Ronald Jones so I can feel good about putting, Ronald, or putting Leonard Fournette in my lineup every week. And this is the perfect game for it. Because the Dolphins can't stop the run to save their lives right now. So I want Fournette to put up 20 this week and Rojo to be held under five. That's all I want. Okay. I just want those two to start separating themselves. You're, look, you're, you're starting Brady. You're starting Godwin. You're starting Evans. You're, uh, Antonio Brown's a good flex play this week. I think you could easily flex Antonio Brown because uh, even Howard's really the only cornerback you're worried about, and he's not going to see any Antonio Brown, I don't think. So Antonio Brown's uh, another strong flex play for your lineup this week. But I, look, I'm taking the Buccaneers. Moving on. No need to discuss that. No need to even chew on it. Buccaneers. B- Buccaneers by 50. By 50. No, not by 50. Uh, Buccaneers by a mile, though. Packers and the Bengals now. Um, here's the thing about the Packers. We never have to say much about them. Because it's three guys, okay? It's Aaron Rodgers, it's Devontae Adams, and it's Aaron Jones. You're starting them all. Here's the only other piece I'm going to give about the Packers. I don't think you should chase Cobb's big week last week and putting him in your lineup. He can sit on your bench. Don't chase that that one explosive week. If it becomes a thing, sure. Sure, we can talk about weekly flex play for Randall Cobb then, but I'm not putting him in my lineup. I'm I'm not chasing last week, and I don't think you should either. Don't worry about flexing him this week. Keep him on your bench, at least for one more week. Uh, in terms of the Bengals, look, T. Higgins is in this week. It's looking more and more like Joe Mixon's going to be out this week. Uh, and here are the two things from that, okay? What does this Bengals backfield rotation look like? Because I've got all the Bengals homers up in our TikTok. I said Samaj Piran was a great, was a good waiver wire pickup this week, right? One of the top waiver wire pickups. And all the Bengals homers are up in our TikTok comments. Chris Evans over Samaj Piran. Chris Evans. Chris Evans is the better pickup. But these are the same people who also told me that since he's on defense was really good, too. So we'll see. I Samaj Piran, I still think is going to get a bulk of the work. Um, Chris Evans, look, they might go committee route, and neither might be a good option. That's totally fine, too, but I, I, I think to just assume Chris Evans is going to get all the work, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. So with that being said, I just want to see how this Bengals backfield rotation looks like. You don't need to start Samashi P. Ryan or Chris Evans this week. Um, only only Bengals you really should be starting are probably Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. You can probably flex Tyler Boyd. Maybe. Ah, you can flex Tyler Boyd. I, I, I'd say you could. Uh, here's the other thing I want to see now. I want Joe Burrow to throw for at least 275 this week. There's no Joe Mixon. You can't depend on your ground game this week. If you're going to beat the Packers, you're going to have to throw anyways, okay? Because Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense, they they can put up points on you. Granted, the Bengals have been good against wide receivers this year, and 
I don't know. I guess they've been okay against the run. They got torn up. I can't say that though. They got torn up by the Jaguars on the ground last week. Anyways, I want Joe Burrow to throw for at least 275 yards this week. He's got all three of his weapons back. And yes, his Packers secondary has been good against wide receivers. But without Mixon, you have to be throwing the ball. You can't just be dependent on Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans to get it done for you. So Joe Burrow got to go for over 275 this this week. Um, I, I don't think you can start him, though. Uh, not over any of the guys that I've already mentioned. So uh, give me the Packers in this game, though. I'm going to take the Packers over the Bengals. It brings us to the Broncos and the Steelers. Um, and it looks like Teddy's expected to play on Sunday, which I wasn't expecting. I thought Drew Locke would get the start. They'd let Teddy get in, get a week of rest against a Steelers team that's been struggling. Uh, but that also means now all of a sudden you feel a lot better about starting uh, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. I think Tim Patrick could be a sneaky flex play this week. Uh, against the Steelers secondary, allowing 44 fantasy points per game to wide receivers, which is sixth most. I think you feel good about starting Tim Patrick this week. Uh, and with the Steelers, uh, there's only two Steelers you're starting. It's Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool can take a seat on your bench. I don't trust any other Steelers player not named Najee Harris or Deontay Johnson because Big Ben Thanks this year. He is awful. Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris aren't awful. And we had Juju Smith-Schuster on our, you know, bench of picks last week, which ended up being a really good call. But a lot of people are making the comment or making the point of like, yeah, but he overthrew Juju Smith-Schuster on two touchdown passes. I don't care. That's the point, right? That's like, that's the point. I don't trust Big Ben to complete those passes this year. I don't trust Juju Smith-Schuster to get those touchdowns this year because Ben can't make that throw right now. He looks awful. So the only two the only two Steelers you can start are Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson because they have the fantasy points to show for it, and Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool don't. Okay, that's that that's it. Bottom line, end of story. I don't know who I'm going to take though. I'm probably going to take if Teddy Bridgewater plays. I'm going to take the Broncos. And it looks like he's going to. So I'm going to take the Broncos over to the Steelers. Uh, that Broncos defense is good. I just don't think they that Steelers offense and their struggles aren't going to be able to not, aren't going to be able to overcome that Broncos defense. So give me the Broncos over the Steelers this week. Move on to the Bears and the Raiders. Then I mean, where to begin with the Bears? Okay, look, we don't have David Montgomery this week. But it's the third trial run of Justin Fields here, okay? And I don't have high hopes because Justin Fields just has not – oh, he's he's looked so bad. I'm going to take my victory lap on, on, on this here. Not not a victory lap. I can't call it a victory lap because there's still – it's only his third game, okay? I can't say he's a bust yet. But the Raiders are only allowing 18.3 fantasy points per game to QBs this year. No way. I, I, I don't know if Justin Fields stops 10. Honestly, I, I I just I I don't have high hopes for Justin Fields this week. He can still be on your bench. Um, it's, I had talked about David Montgomery a little bit, right? How does Damian Williams look in replacement there? Raiders are allowing the seventh most fantasy points per game to running backs this year. I think the the Bears look to take advantage of the Raiders on the ground this week. Um, I'd expect uh, a, a solid game for Damian Williams. He should absolutely be in your flex spot this week or in contention for your flex spot this week. In terms of the Raiders, how does Derek Carr bounce back? Okay. Like here's here's the thing about Derek Carr, okay? And I feel like this is like one of those, right? Like the the Drake, the Drake the kind of guy, right? Like that trend going on right now. Like Drake the kind of guy to 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 rub his homies' backs and say, it's okay, bro, after a breakup, right? Like <laughs> Derek Carr kind of seems like the guy who whose head is literally free real estate, okay? Right? Like Joey Bosa's comments got to him. He he admitted it. Yeah, Joey Bosa's comments got to me last week, man. Yeah, but but I'm ready to move on. Uh, claims he's ready to move on. But it, to me, Derek Carr just feels like one of those guys that's like, he'll enter into the huddle this week and he'll just be like Joey Bosa ringing through his head. And I, and I didn't read exactly what Joey Bosa's comments were, but the fact that Derek Carr had to acknowledge that they were bugging him makes it seem like they might continue to bug him i don't know look Derek carter seems like that kind of guy right he came out in a hot start to the year and we're like yeah Derek carr he's awesome man and then he has his bum week and that just throws him out of his funk for the next you know three four weeks right 
that that's just a gut call. Okay. I have no evidence to back that up. That's just a gut call on my end. Okay. It's not a great matchup with the bears to begin with, but the secondary can be exposed. Right. I just don't see a reason to force Derek Carr into your lineup this week. That's, that's just kind of where I'm standing. Right. You're starting Darren Waller. I think Hunter Renfro has officially legitimately entered the, the weekly flex conversation. Um, like if you're desperate of players being out, um, right. If you, Chris Carson, uh, Calvin Ridley, aha, I had them both on one team, David Montgomery, right. And you're looking for, if you have like a running back in your flex, you need to make a running back to all of a sudden, like I, or, or a wide receiver, uh, that you're replacing Calvin Ridley from, from your flex. And all of a sudden you're looking for a new flex play. I think Hunter Renfro is legitimately a solid flex play every single week. At least this year, he, he, not I should say every single week, most weeks he's going to be a solid flex play. So I think you could really consider Hunter Renfro for your flex spot this week. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders over the Bears. It's not going to be a fun game to watch, but uh, I'm going to take the Raiders over the Bears here. Oh, excuse me. And that moves us on to the Browns at the Chargers. Here's here's the thing with the Browns. I just want them to pretty please get their passing attack together because Baker Mayfield has not looked good this year. He hasn't looked, uh, I shouldn't say he hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked great. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn on third down last week. He missed Odell on multiple, multiple Waggett touchdowns. That would have separated the game even more and it wouldn't have just been a 14-7 game, right? Like the Browns could have run away with that game. But Baker Mayfield just could not hit the broadside of a barn last week. So they need to get it together. But this matchup is not making it any easier for them, and I'm benching both of them this week. Chargers are allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks and the second fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. No reason to have either of them in your lineup this week. But I think you still have to expect Nick Chubb uh, to get plenty of work. I think you have to expect Kareem Hunt to get plenty of work. The Browns game is running the football and if they know they can't get it done through the air they're gonna they're gonna run the crap out of the football so uh, i'd expect a healthy workload for both mcchubb and kareem hunt this week in terms of the chargers i mean this browns defense is just as tough as theirs right uh so i i mean i'd be willing to bet that eckler's heavily involved right uh brown look the chargers o-line is very much improved so they're going to be able to handle the Browns rushing attack better than most teams will but at the same time i still think it's going to be a game where checkdowns are going to be key uh i think eckler uh, is heavily involved this week, which you know isn't anything out of the ordinary, but I think in the passing attack, he might shine again this week. So uh, there, the Browns are, I mean, part of this too is the Browns are tough to attack on the perimeter, right? Um, you're not going to be able to get as much production out of Keenan Allen, out of Mike Williams. Um, but I think that adds Austin Eckler's value. You also have to start him still, right? Like you're not going to bench Keenan Allen or Mike Williams because of the matchup. They've both been incredible this year. Mike Williams more so than Keenan Allen, but both have been like lock, lock them and load them into your lineups, right? So I, I think you, you have to start them all. You have to start Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, uh, Jared Cook. Doesn't have to be in your lineup though, but oh, excuse me. Um, Justin Herbert, maybe you can sit. Maybe if you want to play with fire and start Kirk Cousins over him, I'm not going to be in awe. I'm not going to be shocked, but. Look, I, I mean, I think Justin Herbert's just starting to find his groove now after first, you know, struggling a couple of weeks. But it's not going to surprise me if he finishes outside the top 12 this week. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns. No, I'm not. I'm going to take the Chargers over the Browns. All I had to do, all I had to remember was think about how, how good this Chargers pass defense is and realize that, uh, yeah, the Chargers have a much better chance of <laughs> of beating the Browns. So uh, I'll take the Chargers over the Browns this week. That moves us on to the Giants and the Cowboys. Uh, Here's the thing, okay? I'm talking about the Giants here. I want to give you all the bull take again this week to start Danny Dimes, to have him be a top 12 option this week. I want it to be so badly. But here's the thing. He burned me on that on an even better matchup against Atlanta a few weeks ago. And to make matters worse, I said to bench him last week, and he pops off for 27. Okay? I can't do it. I Look, Daniel Jones might end up being a top 12 to 15 quarterback this year. That's not going to surprise me. 
But here's the thing. I can't, I can't say to put him into your lineup. I just can't. I can't do it. Only Giants player I feel good about telling you to start is Saquon Barkley. Maybe start Kenny Galladay. Maybe. He's going to get Tra- Tra- Trayvon Diggs, which, I mean, didn't mean much for DJ Moore last week, but Kenny Galladay has no DJ Moore, at least right now. So Saquon Barkley is the only player I feel good about telling you to put in your lineup. And if you put Kenny Galladay into your lineup because your argument is volume, I get it. You can do that. I'm not, I'm, I'm personally looking at other options that are not named Kenny Galladay. Personal thing. You don't have to take that piece of advice, but I just, oh, the Daniel Jones thing just irks me because I want to be able to tell you to start him, but I'm not, I refuse to get burned on him two weeks in a row. I moves on to the Cowboys then. Look, Zeke's in your lineup for sure. The Giants are allowing 26.6 fantasy points for game to running backs this year. You're starting Dak. But here's the thing. I'm not saying, when I say this, I'm not saying you should bench either Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb, but you have to lower the expectations this week because James Bradbury and Andrew Jackson are on the outside. One of those two is going to be on those two the entire game. Okay. <laughs> So I have Dalton Schultz as a must-start this week. I think it's another big game for him. If they attack the middle of the field, the perimeter is locked down. I think Dalton Schultz keeps it up this week. He's been a huge part of their passing attack with Michael Gallup out. Uh, They've started running much more two tight end sets, but really using Dalton Schultz. I think you can start him this week. I think think he's a top top eight tight end this week. Honestly, I think think he can be. So Cowboys or Giants. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I trust the talent. I don't entirely, their defense is better than we give them credit for, but I look, I'm just uh, talent versus talent here. That's kind of what I'm thinking this game comes down to. And I trust the Cowboys talent more than I trust the Giants talent. That's just where I'm at. So uh, I'll take the Cowboys over the Giants this week. This brings us to our last Sunday afternoon game. 49ers at the Cardinals. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm excited for this. I'm going to spend most of this time talking about Trey Lance because one, I love Trey Lance. If you listen to our podcast at all this off season and any of the mock drafts we did, I think I talked about Trey Lance in every single one. I love Trey Lance. Okay. And the thing is you're, you're just, you're, you're obviously starting Debo Samuel and George Kittle that like, I know Kittle's been bad, but you have to start him still. You you have to. You have to. But I need to plant my flag on Trey Lance. That's what I'm going to use this time to do. This is my flag plant on Trey Lance being the next best fantasy quarterback we have. Better than Trevor Lawrence. You heard me. Oh, I'm getting excited now. <laughs> I've been on this since before the draft, okay? Before this year's draft. Uh, I follow this is, and, and so I, I'm a big fan of Ryan Rosillo's work. Uh, I love his podcast, uh, super knowledgeable guy. He's not a fantasy analyst, but you know, talks general NFL and stuff. And the thing that the, the research that he's kind of done, right. It's like, obviously it's super tough to predict rookie quarterbacks, but if there's one thing you can count on almost every year is that it is a 50, 50 shot that a rookie quarterback will pan out. And what I mean by that is uh, say you have four quarterbacks who are being drafted. Uh, and the best example of this uh, is the Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Darnold draft, right? You have four of them. So far, is it fair to say maybe two have panned out? I don't know if you could say Baker Mayfield has panned out. He hasn't been great. It's been a sufficient quarterback, but like, Josh Allen, oh yeah, rock star. Uh, if Sam Darnold keeps up this level of play, he absolutely he panned out. But Josh Rosen left for dead, <laughs> right? So as of right now, like there's maybe 50% of those quarterbacks that panned out. So I follow that QB rule whenever I'm talking about rookie quarterbacks, okay? Whenever I'm trying to project them and how good they'll be in the NFL and whatnot. So I picked Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance to be the two QBs out of the five this year, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones being the others, right? Who would actually succeed in the NFL. And I had no clue Trey Lance was going to go to the 49ers. So that certainly helped my case. 
I even went as far as drafting Trey Lance ahead of Trevor Lawrence in our startup dynasty draft this year that the fellas uh, hope get started up this year. I took Trey Lance ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Granted, I have Dak on my team already, right? I, I drafted Dak in the fifth and I ended up taking Trey Lance in the eighth um, ahead of Trevor Lawrence. But I, I, I love Trey Lance, man. He has so much in his game that rep that, that'll work insanely well for San Francisco that work insanely well in the NFL. And he scored 20 fantasy points in one half of football last week, his first professional half of football, he scored 20 fantasy points. Okay. If you really want to play with fire and start Trey Lance over a guy like Ryan Tannehill, Justin, Justin Herbert, maybe Aaron Rodgers, Like if you really want to play with fire this week, I'm not going to blame you. His upside is there. A fairly good matchup against the Cardinals. I mean, it's a tough defense, but uh, nothing that Kyle Shanahan can't deal with, right? <laughs> so I don't know, man. I look Trey Lance. I love Trey Lance. I hope this is like a permanent, uh, permanent takeover of the starting QB position for San Francisco over Jimmy G. I hope this is it because man, Trey Lance is so exciting, so dynamic. He's, I think he could seriously be the next big thing in the NFL for QBs. That is my 49ers rant, my, my, my Trey Lance soapbox. Let's move on to the Cardinals. You're obviously starting Kyler Murray. You're starting Chase Edmonds. Fun fact on Chase Edmonds. Uh, he's the only running back to be a top 25 running back every week this season in PPR formats. Ooh. People are like, yeah, Chase Edmonds, he's only putting up 12 points a game. It's a top 25 running back every week, I'll tell you that. Chase Evans has been great for me this week <laughs> in our, in our dynasty startup. Uh, I ended up, I ended up going really young. Okay. I like to the point of like, I drafted Saquon Barkley and the second running back I took was Javante Williams because I paid a premium to, to make sure I had him locked up for the next years. Um, once Melvin Gordon's out of town. So I took Chase Edmonds and Chase Edmonds has been an awesome running back too for me. He's filled every, everything I could have ever asked for in a running back too on my team. So um I was out on Chase Edmonds to begin the year. Um, I stand corrected. I'm happily corrected. <laughs> happily. Uh, he's banned out well for my teams. Uh, and obviously, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins. You don't just bench a stud guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, like I, People are like, oh, man, DeHop hasn't been good. Should I sit him? No. No, you don't sit your studs. Don't be dumb. Don't be a fortune teller. Don't try to be. You start DeAndre Hopkins. Anyways, James Conner's interesting. He's had four touchdowns in the past two weeks. And, and when I say this, I'm not saying he'll tank this week, but I'm not ready to make him a flex play yet. I think he's still too touchdown dependent to, to consider putting him in your lineup. So he can stay on your bench. On the other hand, I think AJ Green could be a solid flex play this week. If you gun to my head, making me choose another Cardinals wide receiver that is named DeAndre Hopkins to put in my lineup this week, that'll perform best. AJ Green, at least 13 plus fantasy points the last three weeks. He's had six uh, receptions or targets, six receptions um, each of the last three games. I think AJ Green could be another solid flex play. So uh, you're going to make me pick this game, though, Cardinals uh, or 49ers. I'm going to take the Cardinals. They're red hot right now. That offense is so explosive. Um I just don't know if the 49ers running attack is going to be enough to, to take advantage of a weak Cardinals run defense. So uh, give me, give me the Cardinals over the 49ers this week. Let's move on to Sunday night football bills and chiefs. Honestly, I'm firing up all bills players this week. This chiefs defense has gotten worse, significantly worse since last season. In every game is a high scoring shootout this year. Okay. That's how you know this defense is bad. <laughs> the only guys I'm really slowing my roll on are like Singletary and, and, and Zach Moss, only because they went back to splitting carries last week. Um, I'm not as confident about putting oh, look Zach Moss panned out. He ended up being a you know running back two in, in 12 team formats, but barely a flex play, right? Jamar Chase still did better than him and he was wide receiver 30. So I've slowed my roll on those two a little bit, but I mean, look, if you want to flex Emmanuel Sanders, if you want to flex Cole Beasley, do it, fire away. Uh, if you want to flex, uh, not flex, if you, obviously you're starting Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, if you want to start him at tight end this week, absolutely do it. Um, I think this is the matchup for it. 
Josh Allen, you're obviously firing up this week. I think he has the potential to be the number one QB in fantasy this week. Do it. Fire up all your Bills players that aren't named Evan Singletary or Zach Moss. You can do that with confidence, I think. With the Chiefs, you're starting Mahomes, you're starting Tyreek, you're starting Kelsey, but but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the interesting one, okay? And I think you're still starting him. But while the Bills have been great against QBs this year in terms of fantasy points per game, they've been nearly just as good against running backs. And CH has been getting more work in the passing game, and I think that's why he can stay in your lineup. But if he puts up another dud this week, like, I, like just don't be surprised. I just don't know if there's another guy out there that you could point out and say, yes, I want to start him over Clyde Edwards-Uler this week after the two solid weeks Clyde Edwards-Uler has had. So um, Bills or Chiefs, I think I'm going to take the Bills, actually. I trust their defense. Um, the Chiefs haven't really played. Look, when they shootouts with a lot of these teams, they, with the Browns, the Browns managed to slow their roll a little bit. But I think this Bills defense gets it done. Um, I'll take the Bills over the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. This should be a good game, though. It should be an exciting game. Uh, another good and exciting primetime game. So uh, looking forward to that one. And lastly, we get Monday Night Football. Colts and Ravens. And I'm not starting any Colts players that aren't named Jonathan Taylor. End of story. Uh, the look, the Colts offense barely qualifies to be slightly above average. And against this solid Ravens defense, like they're this Ravens defense isn't the same as it was in previous years, but they're solid. Okay, they're they're solid. I'm avoiding the likes of Michael Pittman, I'm avoiding Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor is the only player I'm throwing in my lineup this week, and it's because he's your running back one and you don't sit your studs. End of story. There, in terms of the Ravens, you're locking Lamar in every week. His rushing ability is insane. No matter how good a defense is, he's got the rushing upside. He could rip off a 60-yard rush at any given moment for a touchdown, and you look like a fool then, okay? That's the reality. Ravens' backfield is a mess right now. Tyson Williams, a healthy scratch last week. Uh, Latavius Murray did dominate all the carries. He had 18 compared to, like, Devonta Freeman's, like, three and Le'Veon Bell's one or something like that. Something totally obscure where Latavius Murray um, dominated carries, but... Um, I'm still not starting them because the Colts have been surprisingly good against running backs in fantasy. They're only allowing 18.2 fantasy points per game to running backs. Um, I'm, I'm, I won't fire up any Ravens running back this week. Marquise Brown, on the other hand, get him in your lineup. This Colts secondary still has its struggles. Okay. Um, obviously they looked better last week because they are playing the freaking Miami Dolphins who are, Almost as bad as the Houston Texans right now. <laughs> like it's that bad. <laughs> Look, he's Hollywood Brown's wide receiver 13 right now. He's a top 15 wide receiver, and you play top 15 wide receivers. That's it. He's looked great this year. People have asked about the return of Rashad Bateman, if that affects anything. No. Lamar and Hollywood are clicking. They're locked in right now. I, I Lamar's not this like multiple reads spread the ball around kind of guy. He's got Mark Andrews and he's got Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. Will that help? Sure. But like, I just don't see that changing with how locked in he is with Marquise Brown right now. Like why? And maybe Lamar Jackson just totally just puts a middle finger up to me and is like, you know what, Lucas, screw that. I am a multiple read quarterback. And you know what? I am going to try and spread the ball around, even if it's not what's best for me and my team. Right. You know I mean? Like I could easily get that this week. Just because I made the prediction, it's going to happen, right? But I'm starting Hollywood Brown. If you have Hollywood Brown in your roster, I think you have to start him this week. I don't think anything changes just because they added another weapon into their offense here. Ravens over Colts, no question. Um, Yeah, that's my pick for the Colts and Ravens on Monday Night Football. And that wraps out all of Sunday and the one Monday matchup for week five. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, another start sit Saturday plus player prop podcast. Oh, you like how I nailed all that alliteration there? Proud of myself. Um, we'll be back. I'll be back with another start sit Saturday episode. Tyler and Cameron will be back hopefully on the Friday episode uh, next week. One of these days, we'll all be able to be in the same space to do a podcast together. Uh, but just with how our schedules are clicking right now, that's just not a possibility, unfortunately. So. 
Look, they're killing it on their podcast. Uh, I, they've been giving me props. I got to give them props. They've been they've been killing it. They've been killing it. Um, love being able to listen back and, and hear how they talk about Hunter Tyler's Hunter Renfro call. Yeah, yeah, big flex there. Uh, look, they're worth listening to just as much as it's worth listening to me. That's not me saying I'm better than them. I almost made a jab and said that I am, but I'm not. <laughs> Oh, but I need to close out this episode because I'm just kind of wandering off into nothingness. Look, make sure to follow us on our socials, FF Fellas on Twitter, the FF Fellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook, YouTube. You know how I said we were at 17K on TikTok last week? We hit 19K. We're at 19.2K followers right now. Go give us a follow on TikTok. Go do it. You won't regret it whatsoever. Subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to turn on notifications so you know when a new episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast is released. And for now, it's just one dude being stooge. The two fellas uh, in the distance also being stooges. So in reality, we're just three stooges in different places being dudes. Deuces. Deuces.